0: I-V-M Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle of Offense. I'm Monish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant. And you can see from the gleam on his face that Anthony Davis is back, can't you? I'm going to irritate him a little bit more by talking about Los Angeles, but not about the Lakers. We'll talk about the Clippers today because I think they're having a phenomenal run that nobody's talking about. In the last 10, no. they're 9-1. Mm-hmm. Since the All-Star break, they're the best team in the league, actually. Winning just, winning 18 and losing just 3 or 4. 18 and 4 in the last 22. Incredible runs. Do you think they fixed their problems from last season? Because the last season, what was the complaint? Kawhi was not playing enough games. Paul George was not playing enough games. They were not playing enough games together. Now, they played 45 games together out of 60 that they've played. And that's more than LeBron and AD have played together or even close to that. That's... Except, I think, Phoenix Suns, everyone are having troubles, uh, injury troubles. Denver Nuggets have lost Jamal Murray. Donovan Mitchell sitting out for the Jazz for a bit. Uh, at the Brooklyn Nets, it's all disaster. I mean, Harden's yeah. out for a bit. Kevin Durant is out. Kyrie is playing on his own. Uh, before that, mm-hmm. Harden was playing on his own. They, the trio has basically mm-hmm. played seven games together. Whereas Kawhi and Paul George, despite missing enough games, they have missed games here and there, but they played yeah. 45 games together, and that's that. I think should work for the Clippers. And this is something. This is a team that nobody's talking about. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Uh, first of all, did we just jinx the Phoenix Suns because they? They really are the only team that hasn't had like… <laughs> I hope um, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with last season's problems, right? And then determine whether or not they fixed it. Their mm-hmm. biggest problem was, this was a prior to the arrival of the Superstars, a 46-win team. So, a pretty good team, a playoff team yeah. in their own right. Into which they kind of dropped Kawhi Leonard and Paul Judge. Almost always when you do that, when you take an existing team and you just, you know, dump in a couple of pieces on uh, and those pieces happen to be suddenly more important than anyone else who's worked that hard to get them there, there's bound to be some chemistry challenges, let's just say. Could be resentment, stuff that the the coach should solve for. Now, that didn't happen. Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George... Look, superstars get diva treatment, but they kind of abuse their treatment, or so it seems. Yep. Especially Kawhi, uh, late for flights. A lot of the stuff that you heard about James Harden in Houston. So that was one big issue. The other was fitness and and sitting out games and uh, voluntarily missing games. Load management, as they call mm-hmm. it. And these guys did that on and off the court, the game court, that is, because they skip practice too. Uh, as per reports. So all of this, the the big picture here is A, there was major, major chemistry issues because of mm-hmm. these superstars and preferential treatment. Um, the, the second piece was to handle that chemistry issue that came up. They didn't have a leader on the court. They had a very good coach, but they didn't really have a vocal leader. Kavai's not that guy. He's quiet, unassuming. Yeah. He's in his own corner. Um, yep. He's going to show up, but he's not the kind of guy that usually makes sure everyone shows up. That's not his style. Right. Uh, he's kind of like a mercenary, an assassin, he comes in, does his job, leaves, and he's very good at what he does, but doesn't quite get everyone going. So these were the two glaring issues. The other problems they had were they, they don't have a point guard. They didn't have a point guard that could run players, uh, kind, of, kind of be the offensive focal point, the guy through which most of the action uh, goes. Three big issues. That's it. Everything else was whatever. Now, they had a change of coach. Uh, in comes Tyloo, who was there, who was there last season also on the assistance bench. He comes in and the reports are he's had stern conversations with the two superstars. They've come to an agreement, blah, blah, blah. They're going to play more games. They did. They're going to show up to more practices. They did. Uh, and, you know, overall you'd have a lot less chemistry issues. And one tough decision in the process was they didn't go for uh, retaining Montrezl Harry, mm-hmm. who uh, had a tiff with Paul George, whatever, as things go when you do that yeah. with a superstar, you get booted. So uh, out went Harold to the Lakers and uh, and they picked up a lot of interesting pieces. but then I was thinking, all right, maybe just maybe they fixed the chemistry to an extent mm-hmm. but but it did come at a at a price, right because they lost the sixth man of the year, right and then they lost his uh, counterpart, the other perennial sixth man of the year of their uh, contender in Louisville. Mm-hmm who apparently he went to that strip club and he never came back. It looks like his heart's still in you know, Atlanta. Anyway, so he moved out. Um, that was the chemistry part. Okay, fixed to a large extent. Because those were the biggest two names on that roster before these guys showed up. Mm-hmm. They still didn't have a point guard. And they still didn't have an answer yet. And it, it would only take time Uh For whether or not Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play enough games, play together, where they have a consistent starting five and they figure out uh, their best processes and their best lineups and all of that. Mm -hmm. They've done all of that stuff, especially in the second half of the season, if you consider the All-Star game as the halfway point. The one last piece that they had to fix was getting a point guard. And they did what they should have done really in the off-season, which is make a move for Rondo. He was available. He was a free agent. I don't know why they were trying to skimp on money. But they didn't get Rondo. They got him now. It makes them a dangerous team, especially in the playoffs. Um, Players of Kawhi and and Paul George's talent with Rondo's not just overall ability as a playmaker and as a play caller on the court, but as a leader. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. the vocal leader they didn't have last season. And I like that they didn't try to make Paul George or Kawhi do something that be something they're not. They yeah. found an external solution to the leadership problem. So they did all the right things. Now let's talk about, it, will it work? All this is great. Like they've, they've plugged right. all the holes, but um, but that it doesn't happen in a silo, right? You can you can improve significantly from last year, but then other teams have moved further ahead and then you're, you're kind of stuck in a rut. Where do you think the Clippers are though? I think the Clippers
0: are great. I think on current form, they're the best team in the league. They're better than the Brooklyn Nets. They're better than the Sixers. They're better than the Bucks and better than the Suns and Jazz and the best team in the league. Simple. Mm -hmm. But once the playoff begins, every team in the West wants to beat the Clippers, beat the Trailblazers, beat the Jazz, beat the Suns. Everyone has a tiff and of course the Lakers. Everyone has a tiff with the Clippers. Everyone wants to get a better of them and the Clippers are going to be under immense pressure once the playoff begins. It's going to be... I mean, I can't really put a finger to it, but I don't see them getting past the second round. If they face the Suns in the second round, I feel the Suns are going to take them down. And I mentioned this in the past. I think the Clippers didn't really have a starting five. I still think, don't think they've figured that who yeah. their top five are going to be to close out games. Rondo will be there. Kawhi yeah. will be there. Paul George will be there. What about four and five? Is it going to be Batum? Is it going to be Marcus Morris? Is it going to be Zubac? I mean, they're, they're changing around. They're rotating their players so much. They have incredible depth don't get me wrong but when the playoffs comes you need your top 5 you need to know your best five players and i think right. that is still lacking for the clippers and i see them crashing and burning similar mm-hmm. to last season
1: yeah i maybe I'll, i don't i don't think they're quite there to win it all um <clears throat> so maybe let's start with can they make it out of the west which means they've got to beat at some stage a team like Portland or Dallas or one of these guys. Yeah, they'll they'll get past Portland pretty easily. I
0: mean, I don't yeah. see that. Portland, to be a, yes. Portland, Portland are yeah. struggling to beat Memphis Grizzlies, so I don't think they'll be close to the Clippers. Anymore.
1: No, true, but but Dallas, I wouldn't be so sure. Dallas are going to mm-hmm. be a pain in pain in anyone's ass. Yeah, but especially I don't know what it is about the Clippers that pisses off Luka Doncic, but every time they play the Clippers, he is the same
0: just, with Devin Booker.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, same with Lillard. Like these guys have riled up yeah. everyone. They exactly. talked They talked a big game last season. They, they talked yep. a big game. They were cocksure. Uh, they just thought they had it all. So did a bunch of analysts. So did ESPN. And they were incredibly overhyped. And from there, we've come a long way to them being now possibly criminally underrated. Right. Um, because if we're going to argue about the playoff context which is where defenses step up, which is where your best players matter most. Your team ball kind of goes out of the window. The very few example uh, exceptions. Hmm. Um, these guys have two attacking players who are as elite as they come, Paul George and Leonard. Now, if, if Paul George hits the sideboard one more time, he should retire. But <laughs> I, I don't see, I can see a world where the Clippers are beaten in the second round, maybe in the conference finals. I don't see a world where they'll absolutely choke like they did last time. I think that mm-hmm. is one and done. They got that out of the system. Um, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see a, a repeat of that. Now, in in the playoffs, though, there's, there's something very interesting about the Clippers. I don't mind that they don't have a steady starting five. Because mm-hmm. uh, like the Lakers last season, right? When They won it all last season. Now, they had two players that were like non-negotiable starters, right? LeBron and AD. And everyone else was... Whatever, like they had a lineup in mind, like Javel McGee would start, right Howard would buy. Like, Who cares? If they flip that, nobody cares. If they, if they do something else, it was such a top-heavy team. Now, mm-hmm. granted, everyone stepped up in the playoffs. KCP, Caruso, everyone stepped it up in the playoffs. So Kuzma was great on the rebounds. But it all boiled down to, are those two guys playing? Then it's fine. You rotate the rest, any which way you please. I think with the Clippers, it's it's a lot like that. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they're going to get them to the promised land. If at all, otherwise they fall, they crash and burn, and they live with it. Now, but there's something very interesting about how they defend the Clippers mm-hmm. because um, they're like the fifth-best defense uh, in, mm-hmm. in the league when it comes to defending three-pointers. A or fifth or sixth-best in, in the league okay. when it comes to defending three-pointers. But they're like the 15th-best defense overall. Okay, Why is that? Because they have two elite best of the best wing defenders that man the perimeter. Mm-hmm. That makes it next to impossible to get past them or get shots off from there. Mm-hmm. But, once you get to the interior, it's over. Their rim protection sucks. Ibaka hasn't been what they would hope. Uh, he hasn't playing. He, yeah, I mean, no, even like the few glimpses yeah. that you got, you're just atrocious. To the point where we were thinking Masai Ujiri uh, what a heist to get rid of both. Yeah, I mean, even if even if we didn't get anything in return, like it was smart to get to let them yeah. go and not keep them on the payrolls, right? Mark Gasol and uh, he did a number on both LA franchises. So Ibaka is whatever, but whom we've always known as uh, uh, Zubas has actually played, been playing well for his level. Uh-huh. But that's good for him. It's not necessarily good for the Clippers. He's been improving. It's great for him. But he's not where he needs, uh, where the team needs him to be. So that's their big problem. The interior in the paint, they're going to get killed against quality teams. Which means the Lakers should ideally murder them. Because Mm -hmm. in the paint, last season, even when they had Harold and all of the other guys, and and there were dogs, and they were ready to fight. That was the one thing I said. They don't have an answer for AD. They just don't. They're going to get butchered by AD. And it didn't even come to that because they didn't have an answer for Jokic either. Jokic killed them. He, he toyed around with yep. Montrezl and whoever else they threw at. him. That's going to happen again. They still haven't fixed that hole. And that's why I left it off deliberately. That one hole, they've not plugged. They have big men. They don't have quality big men. Um, even somebody like a Whiteside, side who's just languishing on the bench in Sacramento would be a step up for them right now. Rebounds and, and blocks. And that's all they need. Um, but I, I think that's going to be their downfall which is why I see them losing uh, second round maybe in the counter. I'd be surprised if they get to the conference finals but but maybe maybe. but I don't see them choking necessarily I don't think that's going to happen I think they'll just get it outplayed which is fair game
0: Alright, uh, so that was the Clippers and it'll be a fun conference final if they make it uh, if they have to play the Lakers with the fans because, back yeah, in the stadium it's, yeah. we, I mean that'll be an ultimate Western conference finals and with the winner taking on The other team which nobody likes, Brooklyn Nets in the East in the final. That's going to be a fun thing. I I do not want to see a final which has Clippers and the Brooklyn because I wouldn't know which team to hate
1: the most. Yeah, but (laughs) listen, if the fans are back, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because all matches will happen in Staples. Mm -hmm. There's no scenario in Staples Center regardless of who's the home team where where it's not all Lakers fans.
0: well, just, it's just going just to be fun. Matter. I mean, it's the LA crowd, and you'll have Clippers playing against Lakers, and also their home fans, and also their away fans. So it's going to be fun. Both Match teams will love party. it.
1: Uh, no traveling involved. Just stay in the same hotel. Just yeah, it's
0: game. it's going to be a dream scenario for everyone yeah. involved, like all the media guys and all of that.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, then. So that was the Clippers. We'll see how they finish. Uh, it's, it's always fun to follow the Clippers and see them crash and burn. But I think right now they're on an incredible run. 9-1 and one yeah. in the last 10. I think yeah. they'll continue the streak and they'll finish third and they'll play the trailblazers, beat them, lose to the Suns. And that's what you're going to see. But uh, that's all I have for you today. Uh, fun catching up and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Pandemic P. <laughs>